Welcome to the Change Agents Podcast with your host, Tracy V. Allen, social enterprise and small business funding strategist and the owner of TVA Consulting Group. The Change Agents Podcast is about empowering change agents, social entrepreneurs, social enterprises, and nonprofits with the knowledge, skills, strategies, and concepts needed to design, build, and fund their social ventures. Hey guys, uh, welcome to Mission Impact Series. If this is your first time catching us, my name is Tracy V. Allen and we have Ty Boone with us. So we host Mission Impact Series. It's a weekly series where we give you um, tips, strategies, and concepts to help to take your organization, whether you have a nonprofit organization or social enterprise or just a regular for-profit business to the next level. It's all applicable, even though we really work with social impact businesses. It is all applicable. All right. So today, this series, the first of the series, is going to be wrapping up your year because it is December, hence why I'm so red, but this is my favorite color too. Um, (laughs) So um, we're going to be talking about a few things in the series, highlighting your impact, identifying areas of improvement, um, setting new goals, and developing a strategy. So each week, one of these will come out. So you have to come back every single week to get the tip or strategy that you need to implement in your business. So make sure you click that like, share, and subscribe button. And don't be selfish. It's given season. Share with a friend. Let them come on over here to either my platform, which is um, Change Agents TV, or go on over to Ty's platform, which is, um, oh my gosh, Capacity Central, right? Go on over to Capacity Central, click that like button, turn on your notification bells. So, you know, whenever we have um, new episodes coming up, whether it's Mission Impact or something Ty is doing independent on her own, um, or me doing Monday, what do I do? Impact Monday, right? We always have something literally five days a week. We have something either on here or on the podcast. Um, I do have a podcast called Change Agents as well. So Change Agents Podcast. And we do have Clubhouse. So come on over to Clubhouse and join us twice a week. Um, We'll put the information below where you can, um, what days of the week and times that we'll be on Clubhouse so that you can come on over to Clubhouse and join us, join the conversation. We like talking to people and hearing what you have to say, ask your questions. We answer your questions. It's just a good time, right? And I'm going to stop talking now and get into the the actual program that you came here to hear about. So today we're going to be talking about highlighting your impact. And if you follow us for the last three months, October and November, we have talked extensively about this topic, but we're going to talk about it again today in relation to how it helps you to wrap up your year. So that's what we keep saying. One topic can have various meanings depending on where it falls in the structure of what you're doing. So yes, it is still impact, but how does this impact help you to wrap up your year? That is going to be the difference. So again, my name is Tracy V. Allen. I'm the owner of TBA Consulting Group. Um, I help social impact businesses design, build, and fund their social ventures, maximize their revenue, and create impact in their communities. 
Okay, people, I am Tyboon, owner of Tyboon Enterprises. I help nonprofit organizations move from startup and struggle to sustainability and success. Hi, change agents, and welcome to season two of Mission Impact Series. Mission Impact Series is a podcast that helps your company find the breadth of opportunities in every moment to create impact with two of the wittiest, smartest, and most innovative people in social good, Tracy V. Allen and Ty Boone. This podcast is perfect for businesses and organizations of all types, and our lineup of topics discussed through strategic storytelling will keep you interested in coming back for more. Success is measured by impact. Ah, this is so cool, right? Success is measured by impact. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm loving this topic. How about your impact? We're at the end of the year. This is what this is. This is your time to show what you want. Right? <laughs> your time to show, like um, was it Bernie Mac that says um, who you with? It, sh- it shows who you with. It shows all this stuff um, that you can show at the end of the year. Um, impact is the work that you have done throughout the year. The difference, and I'm, I'm, I still love how the Change Agents TV shows up on my shirt every time. <laughs> the change that you make um, uh-huh. with, with those that you serve throughout the year is measured by impact. So what's, what magnitude of service are you providing? And how is this transforming the lives of those that you are working with, their conditions, their circumstances, their situations? How have they changed? If what you are doing is not changing someone's situation, their environment, their behavior, then you're not making a difference because you, you mm-hmm. can't. There's nothing. There's nothing that's gonna change. Everything's gonna stay the same. And if you're not changing it, it's not impacting. And Tracy, we say impact is the new black, right? Impact, yes. impact <laughs> is the new black. Mission impact is impact mm-hmm. is the new black. And and funders are looking for supporters are looking for you um to make a change and if they're going to help you to be black stay in the black that's where the money is like in the black mm-hmm. Tracy got red because she liked red and it's christmas <laughs> but, but if you want to be in the black financially you're mm-hmm. going to have to be able to communicate and show that what you're doing is uh bringing forth a change and that it results in impact right and that's through your impact Right. So when we talk about highlighting your impact, this is a time for you to showcase what you've done all year, because that is what we live for. Everybody lives for the win. Right. Everybody wants that award at the end of the year. And your award at the end of the year is to showcase the impact, the lives that you have changed within your community. And one of the things I didn't directly put it here because we can talk about it when we talk about highlighting your impact is that end of year report. That is where you're going to highlight your impact. And I know Ty likes pretty graphics, right? She likes visually appealing um, end of year reports. And so do I, right? So this is where you're going to show your numbers and you're going to have all those, you know, characters and, you know, charts and your graphs and your, you know, just nice and colorful so that anybody looking at it can see right away what impact you make. They don't have to read through a 20-page dissertation to get what you're trying to say. One or two pages of just really good graphics that highlight we went we had a 20% increase in the amount of people we served this year. We've taken um 
20 or 40 people off the street more than we did last year. Impact is shown like that. So you always have to create. If this is not your first year in business, you're going to um, highlight your impact against your impact from last year. Because to be in business and to show that growth, you have to show how you're growing each and every year. So when you're wanting to highlight your impact, it is to show that you are in the winning seat of whatever cause you're championing. You're actually helping people. The monies that people are donating to your organization, the monies that you're making, because some of, if you're a social entrepreneur, that means you have a business that you're making actual funds in and you're taking some of that money and you're putting to a nonprofit organization or you're putting to a program that you're supplementing within your own social enterprise, right? So however you're doing it, um, you want to show that if I say I'm going to take 10% of all the revenues that come into my organization, my business, and I'm going to use it for something, you want to show how that was used, who it was used for, and how they were impacted by the program, because usually that's what it is, the program that you were um, officiating over, right? So highlighting your impact can actually... Again, <laughs> you know, like and trust factor, it can solidify that no like and trust factor with the people in the um, community, the people in your network who, whose eyes are on you to see what it is that you're doing and to make sure that you're not a fraud. Because mm -hmm. we know a lot of fraud happens in the social impact industry a lot. And I mean, we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to highlight it, but it is a fact. And this is why it's so important to be transparent when you're working in this industry and highlight those impacts that will show that you are trustworthy you want people to trust you you want people to work with you you want people to um donate to you or contribute to your organization you have got to highlight those impact that impact in your yearly report and, and since it's christmas time i want to encourage the younger the smaller newer organizations to, to you can show that you have your that your impact is in progress Right. Yes. You can show this, but whatever you're doing right now, and Tracy says, well, you can you can compare your last year's impact to this year's impact. If you have, let's say you haven't done this a year, you've done something. Mm -hmm. All right. You want last month we did this. This month we're doing that. Last quarter we quarter, made right. Next, <laughs> this quarter we whatever right. Or this year, if you've this been in operation all year. This is what mm -hmm. we've done this year. Mm -hmm. If you're able to communicate to your support is that we're doing something. We just didn't get our business um, license or get our 501c3 approved and just sat here. We're doing something. This is what we're and, and sometimes giving comes is all about whether or not your audience believes that you are doing the thing that you said you were doing. We can say anything, right? You can say, oh yeah, I serve 10,000 homeless people, but until I see this pretty graph, at, you know, I ain't going to go out there and look at the 10,000 people, but at least if you got it on a chart, I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. well, you know, they made the chart up, but at least there's something right here to show me that this is this is happening. This is the kind right. of service is being done, right? And like Tracy said, we, we don't like to read a whole lot of stuff, y'all. <laughs> it's like, get something pretty. Go, let me plug it out for me. By Christmas, Okay, but it's gonna be my Christmas present. Um, you got tables, pretty, you know, presentations. You can do them all in there where you can show what you've been doing. Um, and something like even if you did, even if you did something as simple as a PowerPoint presentation, um, mm -hmm. to have it so that you can show potential 
um, sponsors or people who are interested in your organization. Hey, this is what this is what we've captured this year. Mm -hmm. This is what our service and our impact looks like. You never know when you're going to be called to the spot. To say, right. okay, you never. And these are the opportunities that you want to have. You want to be ready. You don't want to be spending time getting ready, trying to figure out, oh, where I get my data from, how I do this, because you've already been tracking it. You already know. And as it relates to impact, you want to know you want to know ahead of time what impact you're going for. Impact should not be accidental, right? For your organization, mm -hmm. you should know what's my aim. What are we trying to accomplish with this work that we're doing? If we're saying that we want to, um, you know, decrease uh, homelessness in our area, I should know that we are doing that that we are mm -hmm. on the way to doing that because I looked last year and it was this many people. I looked this year in the in the population that we serve because we can't get everybody, right? But we want to know that we're making some type of noticeable dent in the problem that we're solving. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And when we talk about impact, I mean, a lot of times we try to equate it to people who are going to be giving us money. But let's think about it in a different way. Your impact also shows the people who are going to be or need to utilize your services that you are legitimate, mm -hmm. right? Whether you're dealing with an um, underserved population or you're dealing with someone who needs your services, that impact report helps them to make a decision as to whether or not they want to work with you or they want to try going somewhere else. So impact can roll both ways. It's not just about the person donating or contributing to your um, to your business or your nonprofit. It also goes for the clients coming in um, that are utilizing your services, whether free of charge or through um, paid services. So that impact report is going to be essential for building that no like and trust factor and testimonials and case studies you know yes this is this is why you see that a lot in in mm -hmm. for-profit businesses and now even in nonprofit business where people are like this organization saved my life like i was doing this i was yes. in a whole mess and then i ran across tracy and now mm -hmm. i'm good right mm -hmm. stuff gets your 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 audience to see hey what they're doing works you know i i like you know I, it was a couple of days ago. I can't remember who I was listening to some business coach and she, she put out a disclaimer about results, right. And which I think we should all do. And she's like, these are not typical results. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, she's trying to sell a package, but she says these are not typical results. And she kept going like, why are these not typical results? And uh -huh. she's because the people who, who were funded up to this amount or who were able to get this level of success in their business, they are not the typical people they're going to do a lot of work, right? They're, the work that these I- These are the overachievers. Right. These are the overachievers. <laughs> you probably heard the same video. Um, yeah. These are the people who are going to do the work, right? Mm -hmm. And then we got people who are not going to do the work. Mm -hmm. But and, expect results. And, and expect results. And if mm -hmm. you're on our end or your end, if you're running the business or you're over the organization, you're looking at your impact numbers and you're feeling some kind of way. You're like, oh, oh, because, you know, I reached 500 people, but only 10 people actually got what it is I said they were going to get. You have to mm -hmm. consider what, why was that an issue, which is why evaluation is so important and why mm -hmm. evaluation is a part of your impact process. Yes. You can know whether or not, well, 
were these people are these the people are these in um are these people who are supposed to be in this thing because if mm -hmm. i'm targeting overachievers i'm gonna assume that my impact is gonna be greater because more of them are going to do this work mm -hmm. if i'm just looking for anybody to be in my thing and tracy you talked about it with intake and the kind of information you uh you you receive and who's do you qualify what's your income level mm -hmm. you already know certain things about certain populations right are you an entrepreneur are you a self-starter are these questions that you're asking right right if the questions go south and they're not responding the way that are favorable to your impact then you know that this may not be a person who should be a member of your audience because they're going to damage the impact that you're trying to produce mm -hmm. absolutely so to just kind of wrap it up, you know, impact, highlighting that impact, um, not just for um, getting monies, but for social proof, for that no like and trust factor, um, for building a rapport and showing your even your unique um, differentiator, what makes you better or different than the other person is a it's, it's going to be just that's going to what is going to set you apart from everyone else so get those impact reports together make them look beautiful hire somebody if you're not a graphic designer yourself and you can't do it yourself whatever it is that you need to do go get job forms job forms you need to um sponsor us um <laughs> yeah so um but get those impact reports together wow this is great at this time of year and at this time of year we always think about improvement like what you know, New Year's resolution. What should I do? I know. All this stuff started back in June. Let's be honest. Yeah. In the summer when I wanted, when I thought I was not going to eat all the Cheesecake Factory and then I said, you know what, I'm going to wait because my friend sent me like um, some little, my friend is you, sent me like all these cakes and stuff. And then I said, okay, well, I'm going to wait until... <laughs> and then my birthday came and then I went to Cheesecake Factory and somebody sent me some bunt cakes and then it's just not mm -hmm. I'm not going to worry about it anymore ever like, it's what no. it, it is what it is but, um, but we can all use some improvement in, in our businesses and our personal lives and our organizations but having to under identify what those areas are I think that's the thing because it causes us to stare in the mirror at what we have going on, right? It's like, oh, this business is a whole fool. So, so this program is not working, or this this person is not working, or this thing is mm -hmm. not. Working. Sometimes it's hard because you don't want to let go, and sometimes you don't have to let go. You have to maybe you have to restructure, rebuild, reevaluate. But but the other option is letting go, and you're afraid of that one, and you're like, oh. It's that so, boyfriend or girlfriend that you loved more than they loved you. Right. <laughs> and they wanted to let go and you were like, no. I ain't going nowhere. Right. You might you probably need if it got, if it has to get to that level, you may, and I'm telling you, I ain't going nowhere. I can't say right. But yeah, you probably need to go. That's mm -hmm. what you need to do. Um, or this in your business, there's some things that you probably should let go. Um, some things you just that maybe not be in a shape where you need to let, let go, but maybe you need to repair it. So yes. you need to understand what that is and what does it look like? What is something that's salvageable look like? Is it worth being salvaged? Is it time to let it go? Should we improve upon this or should we cut it, right? Um, 
a lot of times in our services, and I, and I find people, um, Tracy, who get into nonprofits, oh my gosh, because we are so passionate and we, and we start because of passion. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're like, oh, I'm here to serve. And I hit the ground running. I'm serving my population at all costs. Doesn't matter. We're not looking back. We're going and we're, and we're all in, right? And then we get so far in the program that we didn't even realize that it wasn't really working. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. All we were looking for funds. We we're desperate. We're, we're having fundraisers. We're tagging folk on Facebook. We're trying to write grants. We're doing what we're doing. And this is all in the name of, hey, I have to serve these people. So I got to get the money. And I'm and, I, and I'm, that's the only way I can see it. And, and this is it. Right. right. And then here we go four years later because we didn't stop. And we realized, hey, I ain't really getting no money for this program. Nobody's supporting me for this program. I'm doing all I think I should be doing for this program and nothing seems to be happening. So either you stop right now and you reevaluate and you go, no, what, you know, it's just not working because I've done everything on my checklist and I've figured out that this is not working or this is just not what I need to be doing right now for this organization. Maybe we should go on and, and, and develop something different. Right. That's the hard thing, especially when you've been doing it for so long and you've gotten attached to it and this is, it's become second nature to you. You get up and you're doing this thing and you and then all of a sudden you realize, you know what? This is not benefiting the organization. This is uh-huh. not benefiting the pro, my, my business or whatever. So I may need to cut it. That's the hard thing. And how you know it's not benefiting is through the data. No right. money is being made. Um, no impact is being created. Mm-hmm. And money is Don't data. <laughs> money mm-hmm. is data. How, how much money you got? Yeah. Converse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no money's been made and no, no impact is being created. And if we're being honest, we go through that in our businesses all the time, right? There's something I would put out and I think my thing is the bomb. Okay, <laughs> I worked hard on it and I know you need to know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. but you're not there yet. You're mm-hmm. just not there yet. You're not ready for that. So no matter how much I try to put that thing to market, it's not going to sell because you're mentally not there. So what do I need to do? I either need to pull it from the market and just be like, okay, I'm never doing that again. Or I need to reshuffle, re, you know, readjust. And I need to come back and I need to teach you why you need to buy this. So I need to create value behind the product or the service that I'm trying to sell to you. Program, product, service, it doesn't matter that I'm trying to sell to you. So that is what we're talking about when we're talking about identifying areas of, of improvement is looking at the data. If you're um, you know, putting something on social media, whether you're doing a drop shipping or you're, you know, there's a program that you want somebody to, to buy into or whatever, and um, you're putting money into ads and the ads are not converting, do you keep putting more money into the ad or do you pull the ad down and then look at the ad and figure out why the ad isn't converting? Maybe you need to create something else or um, maybe you need to adjust adjust the copy of the ad because there's something in the copy that's just not resonating with your audience. But whatever it is, you're going to have to adjust. And again, that's looking at the data because when you run an ad, there's a lot of data that comes with the ad. How many women are watching it? Where they're watching it? Is it in the United States or is it in, in, um, in Australia? Or if you just ran it for the United States, what part of the United States is running? So the da- no, you can't get away from it. You just can't get, I don't know what else to say. You can't get away from the data. The data is how you're going to determine 
the areas of your business, your program, your services, your products that need to be improved upon and how to improve upon it. So if you have a program, we talked about intake forms and we talked, we talked about exit forms. On that exit form, you should be looking at what people are saying about the program and um, and using that information to make your program stronger so you don't keep getting that, that same negative feedback, right? If to ignore that is stupid. <laughs> I don't know what else we're to use right now. Yeah, but to ignore, <laughs> to ignore that is stupid because then you just keep making the same mistake and you keep getting the same outcome. And then no, no growth happens right? So you have to look at the data, utilize the data, assess the data to make changes within your organization if your intent is to grow and to create impact. Made me think about change theory and like in the cognition around it. When you're, when you're, yes. You know, you're saying, well, I might create something and people are, may not be ready for it. Doesn't mean it's a bad thing, you know, but you right. don't know that people are not ready for it unless you step back and say, okay, let me look. Let me look at where they are at adopting this or, or this product that I have, and am I copy that I'm writing? Does it match to the area of adaption or adoption that I need for them to be in order to buy it? Right? And th there's certain things that you have to work at. So it's just not a, again not, not just a just do it thing. There's a there's a certain type of of strategy and, and research that go and methodology that goes into things that you want to be successful and impactful with. So if you're trying to produce an impact among the people that you serve, what is it that you're offering them? You know, are they buying into it? If they're not buying into it, are you sure that it's something that they want or, you, or do you just think that it's something that you want them to want? If it's something that you, that you, right. that you think they need. And some of this, being very honest though, Ty, a lot of that can be avoided if we take the correct measures before we create programs, mm -hmm. products, or services. And that's doing surveys, surveying our audience mm -hmm. to see what they want. Yes. That's why, again, I talk about survey questions are so important mm -hmm. because you need to ask the right questions to get the answers that you're looking for. And you have but if to ask them to the right audience people. Ask, I'm sorry? And you have to ask them to the right people. So who, who are your right. ideal um, I your ideal exactly. You're not going to go question. to your, um, to your um, target audience to ask them a question for a product that you're trying to sell to your ideal client, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to go to a, a, your um, target audience and ask them questions about a product that you want to sell to them in the future, but you know that you're going to have to nurture them to that point, right? So you know this is going to be a longer ordeal, but if it's something that you need to put to market quickly and you want to make money when you put it on to the market immediately, then you need to survey the people who have the money to spend on that particular product or service. So yeah, basically that is, that's the gist of how you are going to identify areas of improvement, looking at your data from quarter to quarter or month to month, because you should be doing quarterly reports. Anyway, if we're being honest, that is how you get to the end of the year and wrap up your year quickly. If you're going to sit at the end of the year, look through 12 months of data, oh, God, Lord, help you because, you because I can't. You need to get early, girl. Yeah, so you should really be on a monthly basis. Monthly basis. 
and um, utilizing that data every month to drive the next month. Yes, we make all these grand plans in the year, but the plans are fluid. If you don't remember anything else we say here, plans are fluid. They are not cast in stone. Okay, they change because people change. We don't stay the same. Your audience changes from time to time. Like we talked about, if the housing bubble happens, your audience is definitely going to be changed. You're going to have a lot more bougie um, homeless people than you had in the last, um, you know, five, 10 years because these people are newly homeless. Why do you got all Neiman's out there? You over here homeless? Yeah, because you know what? This is what happens. You understand what I'm saying? They're going to expect a higher level or they're going to question more. They're going to want more. So, you know, you have to step up your stuff. So uh, I know... I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I noticed that a lot of people who deal with the homeless population, they don't have that system that we constantly talk about. They don't have the resources that go along with all of the other programs and services that they cannot provide for these homeless people. You are going to need to make those connections. If you're going to continue to work in this particular industry, you're going to have to look and identify the areas in your organization that need improvement because people are going to expect that when they come to your organization, you're going to be able to hand walk them to an agency that can help them to find emergency shelter, that you're going to be able to hand walk them to an agency that is going to be able to give them first and last month's rent. You need to know these types of things. And I don't want to just pick on that industry, but it's the easiest one to, to make reference to because it is such a prevalent thing right now, right? Um, so, but this is, these are things, just a few things that you're going to use the data to identify and um, solidify a, a growth process for your organization. Any last words, Ty? I do not. Everybody could use a little improvement. So don't be afraid to look at yourself <laughs> and see what's up. That's what I know, right? You can't. Yeah. What, What's the mark? What are you measuring? And, and we're talking about setting new goals um, today. So, mm -hmm. you know, what was your old goal and, and how well did you work to meet that goal? Did you accomplish that goal? And if you didn't, right. why? So this is going to stay for what because, again, if you're going to put forth the same effort and energy, that you're your old goal, well, if you put forth the same effort and energy now, if you're going to level up, we can increase the goal. If you have, if you've made some changes and, you, and you've gone back and you've identified areas of improvement and all this nice stuff that we talked about over the past couple of weeks, you may be able to up your goal, right? But if you are operating at the same capacity, the same energy, the same level of effort, then you, your, your goal may stay the same. And at least if you want to meet the goal, it may stay the same. But if you want to increase your goal, you're going to have to increase your effort. You're going to have to increase the energy um, that you're using to, to meet these goals. But you're going to have to understand that whatever your goal is needs to be something that um, represents the capacity at which you or your organization is, is functioning. You're not going to be able to meet it if you're, if you're trying to do something that's above your capacity. Right. Um, right. Setting new goals. When when you're actually setting these new goals, you're going to utilize the um, impact that you created this year. Right. So did you create the impact that you wanted to create? Like I said, did you, you have to look at it? 
Did you actually create the impact that you wanted to create? You got to look at the old goals. You said that you wanted to help a uh, hundred people this year. You may have created an impact, but did you help a hundred people or did you help 75? Okay. And if you only helped 75, why did you help 75 and not a hundred? Right. So when we're talking about identifying areas that needed to be improved in the last session, that is part of what you're looking at to right? so that you can set this new goal. Maybe 75 was all you could have done with the staff that you had, with the resources that you had. So maybe you didn't plan effectively. You thought that you had the resources to um, to help 100 people, but you only had the resources to help 75. And this is where you, your staff members, your board members, if you're, you know, nonprofit or social enterprise will need to sit down and you will need, really need to take a analytical eye towards what your impact was for the year and um, the areas that you need to improve. When you're looking at the areas you need to improve, you need to figure out what went wrong. What didn't you do right that cause this area to be a gap in your business and gaps hurt your business. So you need to figure out why this gap is there and how you're going to fill it. And that's where the new goal comes in. So we, uh, we wanted to, um, we wanted to serve a hundred people, but we only served 75 people after taking a deep dive and analytical eye to looking at why we only served 75 people, we realized we just didn't have enough staff to serve 25 people more. Or we didn't have enough money to buy the supplies or whatever it is to help the other 25 people. Okay, so our new goal is how um, we need to raise $5,000 to help the other 25 people so we can meet the goal of serving 100 people per year. Okay. Or our new goal is we need to put a line item budget if we have the funds to hire a new staff member to help those other 25 people. We need a new case manager. So we need a budget of another $55,000 to hire a new case manager so we can take on that other 25 people that we didn't help last year. So this year we can keep the same goal, but this year we want to meet the actual goal. Mm -hmm. Does that make, I hope that makes sense. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at it, that's how you're looking at, you know, creating your new goals, comparing it to your last year goals. And then if you met your goals, then you want to improve upon that. So we did meet our goal of helping 100 people. Um, so that's hooray for us. Um, and now this year we want to help 150 people. So that's great. That's one goal. But how are you going to meet that goal? So there are other goals that are going to need or objectives that are going to go going to be need to be met under that new goal. Because if you were able to help 100 people last year, but you just barely helped that 100 people, everybody's like, oh, my God, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, if that's the case then you can't give those people 50 more people to help. Your case managers can't handle yeah, another are. 50 people, right? So you may need to hire one or two more staff members. If your case managers can only handle 25 people per case manager, then and you have a goal of 50 people, then you know you need to hire two staff members. So the next goal is I got to look at the budget. Do we have the budget to handle, to hire two more staff members? And if we don't, how are we going to get the monies to handle those two next two staff members another goal right so these are how you you create these new sets of goals for the upcoming year mm -hmm. 
or what kind of barriers prevented you from reaching your goal? You know, right, COVID, right? If you were doing only outreach and, and, and that's what your program is about and you had COVID ordinances and you know, like, well, we couldn't go out and reach, but prior to COVID, even if you had to go back, whatever that was, if your staff is still the same, your efforts are still the same, your energy is still the same, you reach this number of people, maybe you're, from what you had last year may not represent what you can do next year. Um, depending on what's going on in the environment and, and, and all that. So you want to take all that into consideration when you are setting your new goals. Um, like Tracy said, if you were able to meet your goals, even with, you know, I, I worked with some some funders when COVID first started um, and we were funding programs and then the funder came and said, you know what, COVID is here and we don't know what to do. So can you tell the grantees that they may use their, their grants for either programs are general operating dollars, right? Because we know that COVID is here and they may not, and a lot of these grantees were, you know, really, really big on outreach and they couldn't go out, but they still need to keep their staff. They still need to keep their facilities. So the grant, the, the, the funder says they can do this. So what happens to, to them this year, if they're trying to talk about their impact and how they made a difference and they're trying to set new goals, they may think about the fact that, hey, we were supposed to reach 3,000 people in outreach, but we couldn't because we were shut down. We couldn't, they told us we couldn't go over, we couldn't go this place. We couldn't do this thing because of COVID. But now that this stuff is lifting, we know that we can go back at least close enough to what would have been normal outreach for us next year. So we might want to set our new goal back to what it was prior to COVID now that we've gotten some of these restrictions taken off. Right. So, and that's basically it because I think in this one, we kind of went into our next topic too, strategies. <laughs> yeah, developing a strategy. We kind of, I kind of like went off on a tangent and kind of went into a strategy, but there's still more things that we can talk about. So if you can- They all go together. Right, they all go together. <laughs> so if you come back next um, time, we'll kind of dive a little deeper into um, creating those strategies for the upcoming year. All right. How to how to still be able to serve these folks, no matter what's going on. Again, that's why disaster preparedness is so very important. You got to be able to know how to pivot. If you're gonna do, we really right do now, need to a lot of program together. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you we, off. We, we really do. We, do. we really do. Um, right in the middle of 2021, like everybody's getting Zoom fatigue. I know I was. I'm like, look, dude, look. Yes. I can't. I can't do this no more. I'm about to turn off my camera and and go to bed because I'm just yeah. so tired of coming off your own video. Because it's like an extra energy that you have mm -hmm. to give when you're doing it every day, all day. So a lot of people, um, when COVID happened, they're like, okay, well, if I can't do outreach, I can't go into the schools anymore. I'm going to do, we're going to go on Zoom and we're going to go on whatever. And then people start to burn out with that. I'm like, okay, well, what do we do now? How do I make my program maintain its interest if if something like COVID is happening and we're doing uh we're doing Zoom and we're doing whatever else we're doing people are tired of that where do we go from here how do we continue doing this programmatic work even if people are tired of Zoom what what's the alternative how else can we make this program work we need to start having some plan Bs <laughs> we need to who's gonna do this how's gonna get done how many people we're going to serve, and if this way doesn't work, because now we see that things can happen, and mm -hmm. we still have a goal to reach, 
we still have yeah. a problem to solve. People are still homeless. People are still hungry. Kids still don't have have food, and even they don't have shoes for school. Whatever it is we said we're gonna do, it still exists. Even though now it's just here yes. with COVID. So how do we address those kind of things, right? And what what kind of strategy? Not changing your mission because we talk about mission drifting and all this kind of stuff all the time. Not changing your <laughs> mission at all, but how do you operate within your mission even when you have these barriers? And this is why developing a strategy is so important because the strategy not only tells you what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, what kind of outcome you're expecting. It tells you who's going to do it. And it also gives you the process, the steps yes, that you yes. take. If this doesn't mm -hmm. work, y'all seen these little charts that people draw and they go, okay, if this, ha if, if yes, then go here. And this is how, this yes. is what the strategy looks. It's okay. Well, we have COVID said we can only have if this, this, then what? Yeah. The, yeah. That, or if you, not, then this. That's right. the strategy. That's the strategy. COVID mm -hmm. says we can't go to, we can only have 30 people here, but we told the funder that we're going to have 50 people. So if COVID happens, then what? Then you go here. If you can't do 30, then you then you do 20 online and, and 30 the other. Like, and and wow. you have these solutions, ways that you solve problems. So that's what a strategy is about. You introduce the problem and then you develop solutions to the problem. Yeah. And then you go with the, the, the solution that's the, the, the one that you can get to the best, the most effectively, the most efficiently. You go there first. And then you and you work your way around. And this is how that works. Right. And I couldn't have explained it any better myself. You know, that's it. If this, then what? If not, then this. Right. That's basically the strategy that you have to implore. And it goes back to the other three topics that we talked about. Highlighting your impact. If you highlight your impact, you'll see where you made strides and where you didn't. Right. Figuring out why you did not make those strides, right? We talked about identifying areas of improvement. So what needs to be improved? Why do these areas need to improve? How long have these areas had this gap? And why do they continue to have a gap? What do we need or who do we need to fix these areas? Because sometimes it's not a what, it's a who. Because you just don't have the capacity to do it. You don't have the knowledge to do it, right? So making provisions for that and then setting those new goals. And when you set those new goals, then the strategy comes along. And I kind of dived a little bit into how you create those strategies in the last one. But basically, developing strategies, if you haven't figured it out already, this is strategic planning, mm -hmm. right? This is strategic planning, yeah. right? So you have to have your goals and your objectives, right? Um, your key performance indicators, how do we know that this goal was met? How long is it going to take us to actually meet this particular goal? When are we going to start it? When is it going to end? Who is responsible for carrying out that particular goal? Who? The people. You know, it could be more than one person. It could be more than one department. Um, and what? Are, how do we know that that goal has been met? So the goal has been met. And then what happens? There, it's, it's met and then we just drop it no it has to be the catalyst to something else happening so like that chart that ty was drawing in the air it becomes relevant right you this happens and you go here then you go here and then if this doesn't happen and you go back up here then you go over here 
Mm-hmm. We need to know. So organizational chart, organizational charts and flow charts. Yep. Organizational charts, when we talked about organizational structure, having an organizational chart, who am I answering to? I can't have 50 million bosses. I need to know who is my direct supervisor, right? I need to know who my direct supervisor's supervisor is. But who's giving me instruction and who am I answering to? And then in the flow chart is the same thing. When you're talking about developing strategy, that's where the flow chart comes in. It's a structure. This is what happened. And you know when we do this a lot? Um, I, I don't know about most of the people who are going to be watching, but I definitely do this. And I know a lot of people do this, um, especially when you become a seriously into entrepreneurship and marketing. Um, then you have your funnel. And that's how funnel works, right? So if they open the email, then they get this email. If they don't open the email, then they get that email. If they buy this product, then I upsell them with this product. If they don't buy the upsell, then I send them that email. So this is kind of the structure that we're talking about. If this happens, then this happens. If this does not happen, then we got to do this strategy over here. So that is how we develop the strategy. We have to look at it as you're playing. You're not playing chess. You're playing check. You're not playing checkers. Sorry. You're playing chess. Okay, change agents. Thank you for joining me today. And remember, there's someone in your community that is waiting for the programs and services that you provide. And it is your responsibility to make sure you get it right. Until next time, have a great day.